Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. There's divine liberty in the house right now. Hallelujah. Hear the word of the Lord. Life Church, you need to come to terms that there's not going to be any such thing as ordinary around here. You're going to have to get used to people walking to the altar and leaving some baggage on the altar. You're going to have to get used to people coming to the altar in the middle of the song service and repenting of their sins and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you want liberty and freedom, you're going to have to give God permission to do what He wants to do when He wants to do it. I can tell you what the divine order is right now. I asked God this morning early before daylight. I asked him for a threefer. I experienced it the first time in the Philippines. It was a service where there were miracles of healing, where there were miracles and healing of physical ailments and disease and sickness. God stepped in and eradicated sickness and disease in that meeting. In that same meeting, a few minutes later, there was a prayer of deliverance for emotional healing and for deliverance from bondages of sin and suppression and oppression. And God did it. At the end of that service, 108 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there's that kind of spirit here today. In just a few moments of time, God wants to do a threefer. He wants to heal your body. He wants to deliver your soul. He wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe? Hallelujah. Then hear me right now. If you have pain in your body, if you have a diagnosed condition, if you know what you have and you believe that God is here to heal, if you believe that by His stripes ye were healed, if you believe that obedience to His Word, the Bible says that if you'll call for the elders of the church, if you will respond in faith, to the preaching of God's word that God said he will heal you and deliver you. I'm asking you to step out. If you're in a pew, all I'm asking, you don't have to come down front. Just get into an aisle. Get into an aisle. Step out. If you have a heart condition, if you've got diabetes, somebody here, if you've got a serious problem with your neck and your neck isn't working properly, the Holy Ghost whispered to me and said he would be pleased to heal you. Come on, church. you got to step out. Is that it? We just got three or four sick people? I'm talking about a heart condition. I'm talking about, I don't care what it is. It was in a service like this a few, uh, not long ago. A lady stepped up in our church. She had a quarter the size of a grapefruit. I didn't pray for her. You know what the Bible says? These signs shall follow them that believe it doesn't have anything to do with being a preacher it has to do with being a believer now then church those that are nearest to you i want you to turn to your toward them i want you to raise your hand toward them 
I want you to stand to your feet. This is a body ministry. Not everyone is a preacher, but everyone is a minister. You extend your hand toward those out in the aisle. If you want, you can lay hands on them. By the authority given to me as a man of God. And by the authority given to me by the word of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command sickness and disease to depart from the bodies of these faithful people. Those that have responded in faith, hear my voice. Hallelujah. You spirit of infirmity, I take dominion and authority. I cast you from this place in Jesus' name. I command deliverance. I command total healing. I command miracles to be released in Jesus' name. to worship and rejoice church hallelujah this isn't based on your feeling it's based upon your faith hallelujah it's God faithful to his word oh free free for all free for all Come 
on, church, rejoice. God is doing a work. Hallelujah. God is healing someone. Someone is getting a miracle right now. Hallelujah. Clap your hands up to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, ye people. There is divine destiny. There is a cloud, hallelujah, of divine destiny hovering over this place. But you are going to have to individually step into your obedience. There's a corporate obedience, but there's an individual obedience. Your obedience sets off a chain reaction. You ever been in a service? Nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. Somebody takes a notion that they're going to get up and dance. There's not a dancing spirit in the house. But somebody in obedience, God says, I'd like for you to dance a little bit for me. You say, well, I don't think anybody else is dancing. You know what Jesus says? You're doing it for them or you're doing it for me? If you're doing it for me, now's the time to do it. Now's the time that would please me if you do it. And so you do it like Sister Barbara's talking about. You know what it is? It's like it's splitting a spiritual atom. You have no energy, but you hurl that electron down that pathway and it collides with that nuclear material and it splits that atom. When you obey... Your obedience splits a spiritual atom. It releases spiritual energy. And the person next to you, they go, whoa, I feel something. And they start being obedient to the worship commands of this book. They start being obedient to the worship commands of this book. You know how you can have God's presence all the time? Worship all the time. Morning, noon, and night, if you feel like it or you don't feel like it. Love finds its greatest expression in obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Our problem is we think these are worship suggestions. Honey, this isn't suggestions. Not if you want his power. Not if you want his glory. Not if you want his presence. Now, if you don't need a big God, then you offer him lousy worship. But if you need a big God, if you need a God who is king over all, who is the maker of the universe, who speaks worlds into existence, who says legs grow and they grow, who says cancer depart and it departs, then you ought to give him some big worship. You ought to give him some glory and some honor that he is worthy to receive. I don't have a conventional message, so I don't know what to tell you to do. I have got a literal case this big, a suitcase full of messages. I have spent the entire weekend saying, God, some of them's pretty good. And when I can't get a message that I just, it, it, it's usually that God's saying, I, I just want you to flow with what, what I want you to do. Makes me terrible nervous.
the three most powerful things in the universe is the Word of God, obedience, and faith. The Word of God, obedience, and obedience proves your faith. For without faith, it is impossible. Give it up. It is impossible to please Him. Now here, I got good news for you. All three, the Word, obedience, and faith, are activated when you participate in a worship command. When you participate in a worship command. You know what you're saying? I believe that my dance can make a difference. I believe that my worship can make a difference. I can't remember what I told you and what I didn't tell you. But I was in Pakistan in a city where... They, they, in, in Pakistan, from the time that Brother Cole had his crusade about eight or nine years ago, that church has grown from 7,000 7, to 80,000 in seven years. But there was a city where revival had not penetrated. There's, three, uh, there's about five major cities. One, one, one of these cities, Lahore. And I was there, and they had never had more than just a handful of people receive the Holy Ghost. At any one time. And I'm up there. And there was a brass ceiling on that place. We were outdoors. There was about 3,000, 4,000 people. Inside of a concrete walled in area. And it seemed that you couldn't get a prayer. Above your head. That Muslim spirit. Now those that have understanding, you're going to get something out of this right now. You're going to make an application. And I don't have to say anything more. That oppressive Islamic Muslim spirit says, you're not coming into my town. And you're not coming here and exercising any authority in this place. It was hard. And God says, Steve Willoughby, I want you to dance. I'm on the platform, three or four thousand people. Nobody is dancing. Furthermore, I'm pretty sure they never heard of it. There was some uh, uh, some men, they were from the tribal area uh, of Afghanistan and Pakistan. Tall, strong men, beards, and, and, and they're standing there. And I'm thinking, and I, and I told God, I said, God, now's not a good time for me to look sissy in front of these boys. They're not dancing, and I don't think they're into dancing. And that's when God said, are you doing it for me or for them? I hate it when he asked those kind of questions. Well, of course, it's for you. Well, if it's for me, then have at it. Do you know there's more scripture in here about dancing than there is about clapping? Uh-oh. So, I went to the black of the platform to dance, because I'm shy. 
I know you don't believe it, but I don't like to. I, I, I said, God, they won't understand. They think I'm just trying to show out. And God said, well, aren't you? Go ahead and be seated. God said, aren't you? Aren't you trying to show out? Aren't you trying to show out for me? Folks, are you going to get it in your spirit that God enjoys this? It's not just for his ego uh, mania entertainment. It is the means whereby that he releases heaven's power to us. It is the means whereby that he blesses us because you prove him by your worship. By a demonstration because love is not love until it finds an expression. And so God says, do it. I go to the back of the planet and God says, uh, 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 right out in front of everybody. So I go to the platform and, and, I'm, and I'm dancing. And God says, that's good. Now then, I want you to dance around the perimeter of the property. It's about 100 yards that way, about 30 yards that way, and 100 yards back. Maybe not that far, maybe 50 yards only. And so I come out off the platform. Everybody from the super, everybody. If there was 4,000 people, there was 8,000 eyes. And I'm aware, I'm dancing, and I'm heading around the perimeter of the property, and I dance, and everybody is looking, you, y'all are looking at me, that's what everybody's doing. I'm going, oh, and, and then I get about halfway, can I not go all the way around and y'all understand what I'm talking about? Because by the time I got halfway, I'm having a hard time concentrating on worshiping, because I'm about to die of a heart attack and a heat stroke. I said, God, this is a good way to go, it's going to kill me. But when I got back up on the platform, this is what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Jesus said, because you have been obedient unto what I ask you to do. He said, like Abraham of old, I have given you dominion authority. And everywhere that your feet have just trod is under your domain. Right. Do you know what our business is, Life Church? We are in dominion business. The word domain means the, 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 the dominion of the king. Kingdom, domain. The king, Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. He said, and I deputize you. You walk into Pakistan, the devil's been entrenched for a couple of thousand years, and he says, oh, no, you don't. But because of obedience, because the word and obedience and faith came together in a trilogy and I come back God says now then you have dominion everything within the, the means of where your feet just trod is under your control when God said that I stepped out to the edge of the platform and I said it's shaky and I said devil did you hear what God just told me I stood there on there. There, there, this other stuff is going on. People think I'm just a lunatic talking into the air. But I'm not talking into the air. I'm addressing the spirit world. And I said, hear me, devil. God, I may not have control over you in this whole nation. I may not have control over you in this province. I may not even have control over you in this city. But buddy, one thing is for sure. I just got a rhema. I just got a word from the Lord. And I have authority over you on this property. Devil off. Jesus in. Devil out. Jesus in. Devil out. Jesus in. 
We had signs, wonders, and miracles. Devils were cast out. Over a hundred people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It had never happened. Now in that city, just three or four years later, they're having two and three thousand receive the Holy Ghost per meeting. You think it arrogant or what you want, but I know you've got to know who you are in the spirit. We got to quit apologizing. Well, I'm just a tongue-talking, holy ghost, born-again believer. You know, I'm just a poor Pentecostal. Would you understand? You are a child of the king. You are an earth partner with God Almighty. And I believe that my worship can affect a nation. I am so stupid that I believe that my obedience can set a city free, can set a county free, can set a people free. I can worship down his liberty, his glory, his freedom. Come on, clap your hands. Do something. Do something. Wave a hand. Stomp your foot. Do something to tell Jesus, I love you. I love you. I'm telling you this because you're going to possess your building soon. I know what it is to tear up and take down nine years. We did it in hotels. We did it in all kinds of conditions in Singapore. We were vagabonds. We were from hotel to hotel. You know what it is. And we just thought that when God miraculously, I rejoiced with exceeding great joy at the miracles. That, that things, new things, new things that have transpired since we were here last, the 20 acres, the things. I was overwhelmed yesterday. But you will be tempted that you will think when we open the building, we will just go in and it will be automatic revival. Though there is a divine touch, it even has something, I'm going to blow somebody's mind, but it even has something to do about geographic. It has something to do with that land is being dedicated. It has something to do with that you're going to write your promises on there. It has something to do that you are making covenant with the land. Which means that place is going to be holy ground. In a very special way. But in spite of that, the devil will not back off automatically. You are going to have to make war. And you're going to have to set your mind that the war has only just begun. You say, we've been fighting a lot of years under a lot of conditions. I know. Worship is a manifestation of your faith. When I was asking God, I, I, I said, God, this church deserves more than just a... A message and so I'm trying just to it's it, it, I, I I you know we, we want to do well brother priest this will not meet brother Norris's uh, start a fire build a bridge give examples 
you know. <laughs> it's not going to be hermeneutically correct, in other words, if that's even the right word. But when I, when I woke up this morning, God asked me a question. He said, do you know what made this country great? I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's multiple reasons. But God asked me, he said, do you know what made this country great? And I said, I'm not sure, God, what you mean. And God said, it is a culture of conquering. Yesterday, Brother Gleason, because when I walked onto the property, the instant that we walked up there, there was what Sister Barbara described. There was that elation of knowing that your dream is coming to pass. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You see, I believed it when I didn't see it. I believed it when I went upon the property and there was no pilings. There was no concrete. There was no steel. I believed it then. But there is something mighty nice about the evidence. The substance that's taking shape. But it was more than that. When I stepped off and started walking, I, could, I, could con I, I couldn't contain myself. I actually had to excuse myself because I was feeling so many things in the spirit. From that prominent hillside, it was as if I could see a gathering. I could see people literally coming from the north and the south and the east and the west. It was a place of congregation. It was a place of gathering. I, I could see people there in the back where you're going to have the prayer ground. I could actually saw that there would be people that will come and they won't leave in an hour or two. But they're going to come and they're going to tarry there. I don't know what kind of place, what you're going to have to do. If it's going to be like in Korea with some little prayer grottos. But somehow I sense that it is going to be a place where people are going to come. And they're going to want to tarry for two or three days. Just in solitude and in seeking the face of God. They are going to find out that this is a safe, safe haven. That when their world is upside down. When they're mixed up and confused. And they can't find direction because there's so many voices they're going to find that that hill is a place where they can hear from God as I walk through your auditorium a couple of different times but I come I don't see things like a movie when I say I saw something or a vision I see things like a memory. I can think what my mother's house looks like right now. And it has a picture in my mind. That's the way God shows me things. But I stood and God said this very specifically. He said, if my people, and he's referring to Life Church. He said, if my people will continue to live upright. And you're going to have to seek God to know exactly what all the ramifications of that is. But he said, if they will live upright before me, 
He said, there will never be a day, there is coming a revival, where that baptismal tank will never be dry. It will not be one day in 365 days out of the year there will be people being buried in Jesus' name. I stood there. I saw it. I wept over that baptismal tank because I saw it in the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to be on their feet right now saying, yes, yes. You ought to seal it with a dance. You ought to say, I believe it. I haven't seen it, but I believe it. I haven't seen it, but I believe it. In that service in the Philippines, we prayed for the sick. I think there should be an opportunity, Brother Gleason, if I can say, for sometime later in the week, for somebody to testify for about the, that they were healed today in the service this morning. I'm expecting a testimony. Several. And then the Holy Ghost interrupted just like it did right now and said, now then I want you to pray for emotional healing. So we just stopped. Did it. See, you're going to have to get, I, I tell you, you are going to have to, sh when I was on that hill, somehow what God is getting ready to do here has some connection. And I'm trying to feel in the Holy Ghost. It has some connection all the way back to Azusa Street. It has something to do with Stones Folly in Topeka, Kansas and how this thing began. Somehow or another, this city, this place is involved in that. A prophet, a man that I deem as a prophet, told me that the Lord had spoke to him. I've only shared this with one congregation because I'm not sure everybody can handle it. But he, he told me, he said that in the Bible, as you know in the Old Testament, there were six years and then were commanded to let the land rest the seventh year. And when you planted that sixth year, God promised that in the sixth year, he'd give you a double crop. You would harvest enough for your sixth year and for your seventh year. Hang on to that. Now then, after seven sevens, and you come to the 48th year, when you planted the 48th year, because there was also attached to that seven sevens, a year of jubilee, that when you planted the 48th year, that God didn't give a double harvest. He gave a triple harvest. You got enough for 48, for 49, and for 50. He told me that the Holy Ghost had spoken to him. He wasn't sure that he could prove it yet as far as chronologically or historically. But he felt that the Holy Ghost had said to him that the Azusa Street outpouring was a three year year of Jubilee outpouring. That it was in the 48th, the 49th and the 50th year. He said another 50 years passed and then there was a great outpouring of healing and of the gifts. There was men like Oral Roberts who started out as a oneness apostolic in the beginning. And whether you can say what you want to, some things got corrupted and out of shape or whatever. But hear me. He said that it was a 
year of jubilee outpouring. He believes that we have this year entered into another year of jubilee outpouring that you're going to reap what you have not sown if you continue to pray to the dry bones. Hear me, hear me. If you will continue to pray to the dry bones, you need to wake up in the middle of the night. Go to that hill. Stand over that prominent place and face the four directions of this city and prophesy to the dry bones. Prophesy to the wind. You see, a great church hears, believes, and acts upon a prophetic word. Some of you aren't going to do anything. And it's going to be proof positive you don't really believe. Because faith always leads to action. Faith will always, faith must always find an expression. It may be standing on the side of the road shouting, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. It may be passing through a crowd to touch the hem of his garment. But your faith, it might be climbing a tree to get a better look like Zacchaeus. But if you have faith, you will position yourself in the intersection of Jesus. Young lady, that's what you did this morning. That's what you did this morning. God has been dealing with me before I came to America. I was going down the street in Singapore. I saw a young girl, a teenager, smoking. I thought, my goodness, child, you can't wait to die. You're so anxious to die, you can't wait. You're killing yourself. And I had an urge, Brother Gleason, to walk over and say, young lady, would you like to be rid of that awful habit? And if she said yes, my urge was to pray and say in Jesus' name, I curse that nicotine habit and you, are, and you are delivered from this moment forth. But of course, I mean on the street to a stranger you don't know. Mm. Don't know if it'll happen. Never heard of anybody doing that before. It happened to me on two or three, not everybody I saw smoke, but two or three times. So I was going to a funeral in Malaysia. The superintendent's mother-in-law had suddenly died. The week before, his mother had died. And they were attending Buddhist funerals. And as Christians, our faith does not allow us to do ancestor worship and bow. And so with a whole entire community looking, everybody else is bowing. And you stand there and you bow your head in respect. But you don't go through the whole ceremony. And you're getting the ugliest looks of how that you don't love your parents and you don't care and, 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 and you're a Christian and, and, and all of this stuff. And so I was determined that this family would not stand alone. And so I went there to stand with them. And when I get to the funeral, I'm not there 20 seconds. There's three sisters standing by the casket. And Jesus says, why don't you go pray for them? Ask them if you can pray for them. I said, excuse me, this is a Buddhist funeral. Jesus goes, oh, I guess that slipped my mind. Get over there and do what I said. I'm like, okay. I'm, I, I, you're, you're supposed to be low key. You're supposed to fly under the radar. God says, 
get it, turn the radar off. So I walked over, and I'm so positive, it's almost like, you don't want me to pray for you, do you? <laughs> and they said, yes. I started praying for them. Tears streaming down their face. Right there by the casket. At that moment, a man walks by. Looks like he's about 50 years old. When he walks by, those girls say, these women say, that's our eldest brother. I'd never met him. They said, he has tongue cancer. He smokes incessantly. He has a terrible drinking problem. I said to them, I said, when he found out he had cancer, did he quit smoking? They said, no. And they pointed to their mother in the casket and said, Mama told him, the last thing she said to him is, Son, you are the eldest member of this family. When I'm gone, you're the one that has to take care of them. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to quit smoking. You've got to quit drinking. You've got to go to the doctor and get that scene about. And you know what he said? That's what they told me. He said, if I die, I die. Leave me alone. And when they said that, I started crying. You know why? Because Jesus whispered in my ear, I don't want him to die. I don't want him to die. Tell him I don't want him to die. So I walked over to Sister Shireen. Those were her three sisters. It was her brother. She was Brother Liao's wife. I said, Sister Shireen, I said, this is crazy. I said, but I feel like I've got to talk to your brother. I said, God just spoke to me. I said, I want to pray for him that God will deliver him from nicotine. I said, I've had this urge two or three times, but I've not had the courage to do it. But I prayed this morning, God, when I go to that funeral, let the Holy Ghost make a difference. Do not let that false religion rule and reign over these people. But God, if you can use me to make a demonstration of your power and your presence, I will do whatever you ask. I was not anticipating that God would spring that one on me. But anybody here ever prayed, God, I'll go anywhere, I'll do anything? Oh, uh, was that just something you prayed just so you could get the Holy Ghost and after that I take it back, God? So I told the sister, his daughter, he had one believer in his family, a teenage girl. And they lured him into the back room of the house. I followed right behind, shut the door. And when I stepped in, here's this white guy in the bedroom. And this Chinese man, he's like, oh my, he's, he, he's like a cornered animal. I threw the interpreter, he couldn't even speak English. I asked him to sit down. I sat down beside him, patted him on the shoulder. And, and Chinese men do not show affection. And, and you can ask the question of whether that was wise, but I'm just trying to, trying to be me. And, and so I, I put my hand on him and I said, Sir, your sister's told me about your condition. And I want to ask you a question. Sir, would you like to quit smoking? And they interpreted, and he told me, uh, and, 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 and this is what he said to me. He said, I've tried to quit smoking. I said, sir, 
I am not asking you to try to quit smoking. I am asking you if you want to quit. If you tell me that you want to quit, that I am going to pray for you. And Jesus is going to take away your desire for cigarettes. And the reason he is going to do that is because at this moment, you do not know if your sister's God is a real God or not. You know that your sister Shireen loves Jesus, but you don't know why. And you don't know if he is real or if he can do anything more than your God. But Jesus wants to prove to you that he is the Lord God and there is no other. Now, folks, I'm out on a limb about as far as I can get. Because I'm not saying hope so, maybe so, can, might. I'm say, I, I, I would want to say, if this happens, the Holy Ghost said, uh, 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 I'd say, when it happens. And so I ask him again, how often do you smoke? At least every 30 minutes. Never goes longer than 30 minutes without smoking. Smoking four packs of cigarettes a day. I said, do you want to quit? And again, he says, I will try to quit very hard. I said, you do not understand me. I said, you're not going to have to try. I said, I, I said, when Jesus does what I'm going to ask him to do, you will no longer desire cigarettes. Isn't that right, God? Isn't that what you said? You're going to back me up now, right? Okay. Folks, you know, I'm not sure what God will and won't do. The only way I can know is by a prompting of His Spirit. Everything that we are covering today in our society isn't written in the book. It does not say in the book, Thou shalt not drink Jack Daniels. It doesn't say, Thou shalt not smoke cool cigarettes. There's something we have to be led by the Spirit. We have to take the principles of the Bible and put them into 2006 living. And the, I'll tell you what the clincher for me was, is as I stood there, as I it was thinking about it, the thought came to my mind, why wouldn't Jesus do that? Why wouldn't Jesus want to deliver somebody? Why wouldn't Jesus want to prove himself? Why wouldn't Jesus want to step out of the book into that man's life and convince him that there's a real and living God? And so I said, all that I'm asking you to do is if after 24 hours you have not had a desire to... to smoke that I'm asking you to throw your cigarettes away I said but until in the end I said you don't have to do anything except let me pray for you I said now do you want to be delivered he said yes put my hand on him it was an unemotional prayer there was no angels singing no uh, lightning flashing it was just kind of mm. and so I excused him him and his daughter left the room I turned to brother Leon and sister Shireen I said well I said did the best I could did all that I knew to do we'll just have to see about that moment the daughter the teenager comes rushing back into the room throws the door she says you're not going to believe it but daddy walked out of this room walked out into the front walked over to the trash can reached in his pockets crushed his cigarettes and threw them in the trash can I was there eight hours and the man never smoked a cigarette he never took one puff I am telling you that there is a God that will deliver there is a God that will heal your emotions that will heal your internal your external your physical diseases your emotional diseases 
because I looked him in the eye. I said, sir, I understand that you told your mother, if I die, I die. I said, but Jesus has revealed to me by his spirit that you don't mean that. You know what? That hardened Buddhist sinner started crying. Holy Ghost was speaking the truth to him. When I was preaching like this in the Philippines and we prayed for deliverance, after the service, a man and his wife came up to me and Brother Doji, he's our Filipino pastor, he and I were preaching that meeting. And he came up and he says, my wife and I were pastors. And three years ago, we were on our way to general conference and we stopped to spend the night and my wife went to get some food and she was brutally raped. He said, and in the trauma of all of that and all the misunderstanding and the discouragement, he said, we dropped out of the ministry. He said, we did our best to keep loving God and we've been coming to church, but we just couldn't, we just couldn't answer the questions of why and, and, and all those things. And, and, and it so overwhelmed us that we could not, we could not raise ourselves up to be pastors. But they said tonight, when you prayed that prayer, there was a warm heat. My wife and I were holding hands and we raised our hands and there was a warm heat that came upon us and it, and it bathed us from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. And we just want to tell you and Brother Doji that we've already gone to our superintendent and told him that as of today, we want to be back in the ministry. And as soon as there's a church that's open, that we are ready and willing to start pastoring again because God has healed us tonight. There's healing here right now. Right now. I'm asking this church to stand. I'm asking this church to stand. I'm declaring to this young lady who had the faith to come and lay, hallelujah, her cigarettes on the altar a little bit earlier. I don't want to embarrass her, but I want to tell you by the sovereign will of God, God is going to set you free. That is faith that Jesus can see. That is real, tangible, active faith that Jesus can see. And you know what? Faith caused Jesus to go, whoa, Jesus stopped. The blind man, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus goes, he said, bring him to me. Bartimaeus, when he said bring him to it, Bartimaeus shocked his blind man coat. You know what Bartimaeus' faith was saying? Give this to somebody who needs it. Because in about five seconds, I'm getting to Jesus. And when I get to Jesus, I won't need it anymore. You know what that young lady is saying? Don't need it anymore. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. I don't know what you're struggling with. Don't know what your problem is. Don't know what your discouragement is. Don't know what it is. Don't know what battle you're facing. Don't know what insurmountable odds have you surrounded. But Jesus is here to deliver you right now. Church, would you raise your hands, one and all, so that nobody has to feel shy, so that nobody has to feel like they're standing out. But I'm talking about pornography. I'm speaking deliverance to you. I'm talking about some emotional bondage of unforgiveness. You haven't been able to forgive because you were wounded so deeply and hurt so terribly. You haven't been able to forgive or to forget. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I take dominion and authority 
authority over unforgiveness. I take dominion and authority, hallelujah, over emotional pain and struggle, over abuse, hallelujah, over sexual abuse, over, hallelujah, emotional abuse, over every bondage of pornography, sin, hallelujah. God, no matter what the addiction is, I curse every addiction right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, church, open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. I curse, hallelujah, every spirit of addiction. And I release right now the liberty of the Lord Jesus Christ. I release the spirit of emotional healing. I release the spirit of wisdom and understanding, hallelujah, concerning, hallelujah, emotional healing in Jesus' name. Be made whole, be made well in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, every addiction. Drugs. Hallelujah. Nicotine. I curse you in Jesus' name. Be broken by the power of the love of God in Jesus' name. Worshiping church, declare that Jesus is Lord. Declare that Jesus is Lord. Come on, let out your voice. Let out your voice. speak speak it in Jesus name I declare deliverance I declare deliverance I pronounce a spirit of liberty hallelujah where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty there is freedom hallelujah bondage hallelujah hallelujah be broken in Jesus name deliverance hallelujah fall upon this people for your name's sake get yourself honor and glory in this house right now Jesus Now then, lift your hands, all you people, and praise him. Hallelujah. Declare it. So as it has been spoken, so shall it be done. Hallelujah. As it has been spoken, so has it been done. As it has been spoken, so even has it been done. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, take somebody by the hand. Take somebody by the hand. Hallelujah. Bless somebody. Bless somebody next to you. Bless somebody next to you. Come on, church. Minister to one another. Hallelujah. You know somebody's struggle? Pronounce. Pronounce them set free. Pronounce them delivered in faith. Hallelujah. Yes! Yes, 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 yes! In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ! Hallelujah! 
I declare a year of jubilee. I declare, hallelujah, a three-year, hallelujah, dispensation, a blessing upon the life church. I declare that you will reap where you did not sow. Hallelujah. That you will harvest. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Hallelujah. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cast out devils. Take dominion and authority over the powers of darkness and the rulers of darkness. Hallelujah. Go to one another. Go to one another. Come on, church. I lose you right now in Jesus' name to be bold in apostolic authority and power. To be bold in apostolic power in Jesus' name. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. That's it. Turn around in the seats where you're at. Pray for one another. Turn this place in. Hallelujah. To a divine encounter for everyone. That's it, young people. That's it, young people. I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. I'm yours, Jesus. I'm yours. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. This doesn't require music right now at the moment. God is doing a sovereign work by the power of the Holy Ghost. Disease, hallelujah, be gone in Jesus' name. Miracles. I command creative miracles right now. Creative miracles. Hallelujah. Even what doctors cannot do. Cause a leg to grow right now in Jesus' name. Put a vertebrae back, but it's been crushed and broken and disintegrated. Put it back, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Cataracts, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Cataracts. Hallelujah. Be made whole. Hallelujah. Vision clear right now in Jesus' name. All cloudiness. Hallelujah. Let the retina, let the eye receive perfect vision in Jesus' name. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Hallelujah. It's happening. It's happening from the front to the back. From the back to the front. Hallelujah. If you don't know what to do, just close your eyes, raise your hands, and love him. Declare him as a majesty of power and authority. Declare him Lord over life, church. Declare him king and sovereign ruler. Yes, 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 yes.
Hallelujah. 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 Don't be shy, church. Right now, be bold in your faith declaration. Be bold and rest, saith the Lord. Pronounce healing. Pronounce deliverance. Pronounce blessing. Pronounce, hallelujah. This is a day of beginning. This is a day, hallelujah, of new birth. This is a day, hallelujah, of separation. This is a day. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. That's it. Hallelujah. This is breakthrough. Now then, continue. Begin once again to prophesy to the dry bones. Dry bones on your job. Dry bones in your family. Hallelujah. Come on, prophesy to the dry bones. Command them to hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord, you dry bones. Revivals of past generations that have withered into dust. Hallelujah. Great Methodist revivals. Great Baptist revivals. Great Pentecostal revivals. Let them be resurrected in the last days as apostolic. Hallelujah. By revivals of his name. Hallelujah. Born of the water and of the spirit. The third thing that I wanted to see happen today was for people to receive the Holy Ghost. There may be some that are receiving it right where you're at, even as I speak. But if you have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you want to receive it, if you will come right now, if you'll come right now, hallelujah. Saints of God, if you know someone that needs the baptism of the Holy Ghost, would you go and ask them if you could come with them to the altar to be filled? Will you ask them? It can be a young person. It can be an adult. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that wants to receive the Holy Ghost? Church, you have to locate them. They may be guests here today. Hallelujah. It's appropriate right now while the Holy Ghost is moving to say, would you like to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? Would you like to become a temple of His presence? If you know that there's someone here that needs the Holy Ghost, listen to me carefully. Are these needing the Holy Ghost? This young lady, sweetheart, it's going to be easy for you to receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I need a new birth counselor to be with anyone that's receiving the Holy Ghost. I want you to stand in front of them.
I want you to be in front of them so you can see their face and their expression. So you will be able to verify when they are filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Young lady, I want you to turn and face towards your friend, Michaela. Michaela, here, just stand. Because in a moment, I'm going to ask you to lay. Do you want the Holy Ghost time? Michaela's going to lay her hand upon you. And when she does, by faith, then you just begin speaking the words that God gives you. You can only speak one language at a time. So you have to choose. Are you going to speak the languages that you know? Maybe you know two or three. I don't know. But at that moment, when I ask, give her permission to put her hand by faith, just at that moment, give your language to God and you'll begin to speak in other tongues. Let me give some quick instruction, just a moment. Those that identify those that wanting to receive the Holy Ghost, this dear man here, this young lady, The neatest thing happened last Sunday in Cincinnati. There was a family that was about y'all's age, but they had a teenage son. And I prayed for the mother and she received the Holy Ghost in just a moment. And then I told her, I told the son, I said, is this your mother? He said, yes. I said, in just a moment, your mother's gonna lay hands on you and you're gonna receive the Holy Ghost. And so I told her, I said, we're gonna pray. I said, I said, there's nothing special. I said, I just put my hand on her. She received the Holy Ghost. Now she's going to pray for you. Because I wanted them to know it didn't have anything to do with the preacher. We're not the giver. He's the giver. And so that mother, she had just been filled three minutes before. She had her hand. She was just, I mean, she was anxious. And so I just prayed a prayer of faith. And I just kind of gave her the nod. And when I did... When she touched him, instantly, he began to speak in a language that he had never learned. Instantly. I've seen thousands of people receive the Holy Ghost, but that's the first time I've seen it like that. So who knows? One of you get it first, and then we'll have the other one pray for the other one. (laughs) However it works. If you want to make it a contest, go for it. Okay? But let me give you a little instruction. Okay, look at me, hon. All of you look at me. This gentleman over here wants the Holy Ghost. Just interrupt him for just a moment. Because if we do this together, there's a power in synchronizing our obedience. Because what you want to get to, you want to get to where it was in Ethiopia. Because when what begins to happen, what I saw on that hill yesterday, you're not going to have enough hands to lay hands on everybody. That is when it is going to require the gift of faith and it will just be pronounced like it was in Ethiopia and El Salvador and the countries where we've been where the Holy Ghost just falls as a blanket because their people are too numerous. You can't pray for 70,000 people to receive the Holy Ghost and get the job done. And that's what we're working towards. And you get there by obedient faith. And so what I'm going to ask you to do in, in, in just a moment is, is I'm going to just give this instruction. And then when I give a word of faith and I'm going to say, in Jesus' name, receive you the Holy Ghost. Then I want everybody in the house, 
I want out of you, buddy, back there. This is not a spectator. It's it. Everybody, you can create an environment where it's easy for them to be born again. And so I'm going to ask you to lift your hands. I'm going to ask you to praise. I'm going to ask all of us to worship and, 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 and say hallelujah. And then when I say in Jesus' name, receive you the Holy Ghost, then the people that are praying with you, they're going to lay their hand upon you. And at that moment, just by faith, receive the Holy Ghost. Now, here's what I want to tell you about the Holy Ghost. It's a gift. You can't earn it. So there's no need... It doesn't matter how earnestly you beg. Jesus, please. In fact, if I offer you a gift and you say, please give it to me, I'm going to be a little bit slightly insulted. I'm thinking, if you knew me, if I offered to give you something, I'm sincere, I'm serious. And really all you have to do, the only appropriate response, the the most beautiful response, is I say, Brother Gleason, I'd like to give you this. And what would you say? Thank you. And I'm going to tell you one of the most powerful ways to say thank you is to say hallelujah. Hallelujah means I give myself to Jehovah God. I empty myself out to you. All that I am, all of my ambition, all of my hopes and dreams. I give me to you. And when you do that, you create a vacuum whereby God says, now then, I give me to you. And he pours his spirit into your earthen vessel. And you become a temple of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to go to the temple. You are the temple. You have the abiding presence. You're driving down the road and somebody drunken pulls out in front of you. You don't have time for a large catechism prayer. But you just say, Jesus. And because he's resident... An angel reaches out, picks up the car. You say, does that happen? Ask Brother Bruce how. If God, if angels don't pick up vehicles and set them over on the other side of the mountain. That's just one of the many advantages. And so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to do some things that's for your advantage. And that's, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes in a moment. That's just so you can concentrate because you can't be concerned about whatever. This, this is personal between you and Jesus. You're saying, Jesus understand you have a gift for me and so i'm asking for it i'm I'm believing for it and and the other thing you can do while your eyes close that's just for your concentration so you're not paying attention to anybody then just kind of throw up your hands make a big funnel and say everything between here and here just pour it right in here as you open up your mouth in praise in obedience to god's word and you show him that you're loving him with your actions, God's just going to fill you up. And it's kind of like pouring water, um, liquid into a small mouth jug. You just pour it in, it goes glug, 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 glug. And as the Holy Ghost pours in, you're going to find an urge to, to your, your tongue's going to want to do something it's never done before. And you're going to have to decide, will I allow that? Because God will not strong arm you. He's a gentleman. He won't make you. If you pray like this, you'll never get the Holy Ghost. Because God will not smack you and say, but if you will say, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then when that person lays hands on you, just let that be a point of contact. Like the woman that said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. And you just say, when they touch me on the head by faith, I'm going to begin speaking in that language that God has promised to me. Are you ready? 
We're going to all do it. Are you ready back there, church? If you would stand, those of you that would participate in part of this, I want you to extend your hands toward these that are asking for the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. I want there to be some believers in front of everyone that is asking for the Holy Ghost. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I, I want you to be relatively silent while I give the word of faith. And then I will end with saying, receive ye in the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. And then when I say that, then I want everyone to shout hallelujah. And you begin to say hallelujah. Those of you that are seeking and you're just saying, I give myself to you, God. And in just a moment of time, as you feel led, then you just lay hands upon them and they will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Church, are you ready? Hallelujah. Bless these people. Now then, everyone here, close your eyes. Lift up your countenance. Lift up your face to heaven. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. By the authority given to me as a man of God. And by the authority given to me by the word of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command, receive ye the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. The more I find. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.